hi guys, uh, I'm with Clark right now. I'm gonna go to a couple questions, just start to break the ice a little bit. I wanna bring back this uh, podcast slash YouTube content where we go over certain questions about coaching, about training, trying to communicate as much uh, information we have possible out there. So I'm gonna cut to the chase right away. Clark, you wanna hit me with uh, our first question today? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, most of our questions are towards uh, the people who are looking to start training. Maybe you guys have a few questions or you guys need a little motivation to start. So basically, uh, the first question would be um, like after coaching hundreds of people, you know, not everybody succeeded. Mm -hmm. That's like a perfect question. Yeah, yeah. And others failed, definitely. But um, for the people who are looking to start their journey, what would be one of the best advice you could give? Okay, I'll, I'll try to break it down into two sections, like one like from, from the client's perspective and the other one from like maybe coaches or coaching clients, like either at the beginning or new clients or new coaches as well. So I think the first thing, I say that all the time, I feel redundant, I feel like a lot of people already know this, but still it has to be reiterated which is you cannot start too hard too strong like mm-hmm. most people I, there's a pattern people who are like okay i'm gonna go to the gym like what, what is it that we need like six days a week okay i'm gonna train six days how much calories do i need to eat a thousand okay i'm gonna eat a thousand calories i'm gonna eat cut all my carbs and then go all in all out mm-hmm. and usually that doesn't last long it causes like either a burnout or a crash or just like it leaves a bad taste in your mouth as to the experience and you just you feel like it's it's too hard to get results and honestly it doesn't really have to be okay so i think starting at a moderate pace um, is super important from a coach's perspective i think giving flexibility to your client Mm -hmm. uh, we have improved and optimized our approach a lot over the years Um, i i've been guilty of like really micromanaging nutrition for clients when they're like working 10 hour days they have kids they have errands they're they're so busy and then trying to tell them you have to eat at that time these kind of foods like all this we've left behind now we kind of work around what the client can do what they can consume and we just try to optimize that it's really starting from the client's perspective so if you're your own client and you want to know where to start we'll start from where you are right now Mm -hmm. And just like try to improve one or two things and improve yeah. and improve. Like uh, like a side note, like protein intake. We all know that like in general cases, more protein is better than less protein. So if you can go in for one gram per pound body weight, it's awesome. Sometimes a little more complicated than that, but still like one gram per pound of body weight is a great place to start. Well, some people come to me and they weigh 200 plus pound and they're eating 70 grams of protein daily, you know? So I could be like, well, we're gonna start at one gram per pound of body weight. That means I'm going to have to make them introduce 140 grams of protein a day, 130 that they were not consuming already. And that's like taking them from A and trying to bring them to like Z. And it's it's too much of a shock overnight. So I think telling them going from 70 to 90, it's kind of already an improvement. It might not be optimal, but it's great. Another point is like I talk about in having flexibility is important. So giving client room to wiggle with, but I notice with some people having too much flexibility mm. is also setting them for failure sometimes. 
people like structure. So you need a plan. You need, even though you don't want to start too hard, too fast, you mm -hmm. still need to set some guidelines and some structure in order to succeed. Otherwise, it's chaos. And like really rarely people are going to be doing well when they have zero structure. Like people need to be held accountable and need to be told what to do to a certain extent. So that's important. Last thing I'll say is add instead of remove. So if yeah. you are in a situation where like you're dealing with a smoker or you're a smoker, yeah, you can tell them don't smoke, it's not good for you. Most smokers are aware of that. But if you tell them introduce more veggies because it will help you improving your micronutrients and go outside for a run every day or pick up some weights, get some activity in, well, that's improving their health despite knowing that they're also doing something to harm it, but it will help them eventually want to let go cigarette on themselves because at some point it'll be limiting their progress and they're aware of it. So I think it's part of the process. Okay, so these are this is this is a very packed question. The first one, and I wanted to elaborate a little bit more, but it's a very good question. Okay, so we'll follow that. We'll support that uh, question. So with another one, like if you mix for for people who've never done anything before, who've never dieted, who've never trained, it could get overwhelming, right? Mm -hmm. So like you said, you always just want to add. You start somewhere, you know what. With small step, mm -hmm. so um, brick by brick, yeah, brick by brick, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, if a person would either want to start with training yeah. or nutrition, okay, which one should they rather do? Oh, you're you know? fucking hitting me with the four question, eh? You yeah. send me a low ball like that. The last one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I, I no, because I felt like it would have been. Uh, it's, 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 it's a nice, it's a nice follow up. Yeah, it's a nice follow up. Okay, perfect, cool. I wasn't expecting that. So for for this question, yeah. what I had in mind is for sure training, right? Like you're asking if you can only pick one. For now, like you yeah, yeah, start, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Like you're you're starting, you're overwhelmed. You're like, I gotta either diet or like I understand. For for most people, it's like okay, well, training and nutrition together is great. And mm -hmm. for certain people, like their attention is very limited. Their will is very limited. They gotta pick one. Let's say they gotta pick one. Well, they should pick training. I think training is better. Again, like we say, add instead of removing, right? So yeah. add activity instead of removing calories. Mm. Because yeah. removing calories comes at a cost. Comes at a cost of also removing nutrients, also removing energy, also removing recovery. So going into a deficit phase is not, it seems like the most intuitive thing to do, but it's not really the best thing to do. Mm -hmm. The greatest example is you. Right, like in your own personal journey, since we've been back on track since um, post-pandemic or whatever, post-lockdown, um, we've never put you in a deficit. Yeah. Have you lost body fat? Yeah. A shit ton. Mm -hmm. Have you recovered strength? Mm -hmm. Have you recovered muscle? Mm -hmm. A shit ton. And why is that? Because we put you on maintenance, right? Mm -hmm. We didn't go for a deficit, even though it was the most intuitive thing to do. You were carrying more body fat after being you know, locked down for so many months. But now you're in a much better shape, potentially one of the best shape of your life. And it's really because we've kept calories at maintenance and we've added more training, more progress, more recovery and optimize your whole journey. So training, I think picking up physical activity is going to be um, the first thing that somebody should put their effort on. That's what's going to bring the most bang for your buck. If you can combine this with like reducing takeouts, Uber Eats and alcohol, well, you know, it's not that hard to remove these things, right? Just eating more food, even though you're not tracking, 
but eating more home food and uh, you know avoiding the obvious things like alcohol as much as you can or limiting it uh, that definitely will enhance even more okay your training okay cool so yeah okay so training is a good place to start yeah. but if you start training and you just keep your diet the way it is you can only get um, certain results for like a certain amount of time yes when should they start incorporating diet okay so when like these questions like you have to approach it with a very nuanced um, approach right so it's not going to be the same for everyone I think like when you start feeling like you've exploited as much as you could out of the potential of your training uh, it's the same thing with like if we take training on its own um, you're doing uh, three hours a week of training and then at some point your weights are getting heavier you need more rest um, your muscle can handle more volume so you add more exercises and then your exercise become your sessions become super dense mm -hmm. and then it's like okay that that 60 minute is spilling into a 90 minutes but I, but I don't have 90 minute what can you do add a fourth session right mm -hmm. so like I think it's the same thing with like when should nutrition come into play it's like when you feel like in you in your case for example you you've recovered a lot of muscle mass you've made tremendous progress since we've been eating at maintenance but at some point if you're not going to be continuously losing body fat at a moderate pace if you're just eating at maintenance at some point we decide we're going to be leaner or we want to cut then we're going to have to introduce dieting so in your case it's maybe a couple of weeks, a couple of months down the line. Right. And someone who's a novice, uh, it would be when they start feeling like either they've taken a grip on training, right? Like yeah. it's like, okay, now it was hard at the beginning to introduce training. Yeah. Now okay. it's like I'm coasting. Mm -hmm. I can start focusing on my nutrition. Yeah. Or like first scenario, I'm training, but I don't feel like I'm getting in as much as I used to. Therefore, I need to start tackling mm -hmm. nutrition as well. Right. Yeah, definitely. That's a good one. So like once you start getting comfortable with your training, because you want it to be a part of your lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. So like after a few weeks, you start getting used to it. Like, you know, like going to the gym isn't even as hard as the beginning. Yeah. You know, like, it's you know, your way around. Yeah, it. exactly. And I think that would be the perfect time to introduce uh, nutrition. All right. So since we're talking about um, nutrition and training, you know, a lot of people think those are the the, like the best formula for for succeeding in your fitness journey right but what are the other things that people should never take for granted mm -hmm. you know like things that could help them even more you know yeah yeah sleep stress big fucking deal so definitely sleep you know i've always been a big a big uh junk on sleep and a big a big fan of of what it can do for you um not always getting as much as i wish but i if you're limited on sleep, at least you can optimize it. If you're on, on, if you're limited on how long you can sleep or you can sleep better, there's always a way to improve that. So sleep, big, big, big plus. Um, I think I have done for fun like a bit of quick Google research, uh, trying to find any disease that that isn't linked to sleep deprivation. It's very hard to find. Like, like, like sleep deprivation can just cause so much shit in your body that it's one of the things you should worry about the most, and stress. Stress I see a lot with my private session clients. Mm -hmm. Like they are doing super well, their nutrition's on point, you know, they they're they're consistent with their training, but then they get one bad fucking day at work 
and they're drained and the session goes to shit like progress is not linear like it normally is so what i notice is that especially when it comes to like mental stress you know the anxiety type of stress not like i worked for 12 hours so i'm tired from working like you could work for 16 hours and if it's stress-free like still squeeze a little workout like i don't recommend it but i think you'd be able to but if i have people who work eight hours but it just it's so stress-packed that they can't even like perform in their workouts so i think like it's not an easy thing to get rid of because life is unpredictable but if you can learn to manage it or learn to walk into the gym not letting this affect you like trying to put it in the box um, and then and then coincidentally training helps improving stress right like yeah. reducing stress so like remaining active is going to help even though you need to auto regulate your performance mm-hmm. um, it's important so sleep stress you said training and nutrition I don't know if, if like you would count cardio as training but cardio is important more and more even for someone who's like not trying to lose weight mm-hmm. you know I think introducing a certain form of physical activity or at least a baseline level of cardio uh, can really enhance everything else. Mm-hmm. And that's what I always um, tell other people too, like people who just want to start with something small, cardio, you know, like you could even take like 30 minute walk, start with that, you yeah. know, yeah. you know, like try to do it three, four times a week, you know, you just don't be overwhelmed. Now, once you start getting comfortable with that, then maybe start going to the gym, mm-hmm. you know, like I always tell people, if you want to do it, make it a, a lifestyle change. You yeah. know, like, why would you just want to do it for three months? Mm-hmm. You know, why, why would you just want to be healthy or look good for three months? Yeah. Why not do it long term? Yeah. You know I mean, it's just going to be- benefit you. It's not going to hurt you. That's right? it. It's, it's like there's no expiration date on, on how long you need to work to get better. And like you said, you, you, once you get there, let's say you have your goal, let's say you get to your goal, like, you're not going to stop training because mm-hmm. first of all, you got to maintain. Yeah, you can reduce, but you're not going to stop and chances are you're going to get there and you're going to want more. So it's better to think of it more as like milestone across, along the journey rather than the end goal. Mm-hmm. All right. So we'll go on. I think the question two. Is two, yeah. Question one, two. I think right. that's the last one, right? We yeah, that's the last that. one. And yeah, going back. So this is for... The, the people who are not, who are not, who has no patience. So, <laughs> like, they just, like they most people. Like, yeah, they just want to get the results fast. But you, you know, like, like going back to the first questions, you've trained with hundreds of people. So, you know, like, it, it's very different. It's subjective, right? Mm-hmm. Like some people might get better results in three months. Some might take six months, depending, you know. Yep. Some, some people work harder than others. Some people have more time than others. Yeah. Right? But in average, how long? does it take for an individual Mm -hmm. to see results? Mm -hmm. So we all know that the first time you get new results, it takes always longer than the second time. Mm -hmm. So of course, like people who come back to me either post pandemic, like old clients or people who were athletes a couple years back who were active and now lost it. Uh, and then just like temporarily, like when I say temporarily, like a couple of months, couple of years, gained some excess weight. Um, these people are usually fast transformation, you know? And I really do my best as I can to like mention it when I make posts or things like that about clients that have crazy transformation because they have a background 
of already like getting their body ready and that's why it was so fast so I, I don't try to sell the quick fix and the rapid results but I'm gonna say one thing that is almost across the board with all my clients every three months I don't know why three there's no research on that it's just a pattern that I've noticed over the years but every three months people tend to have the most notable um, progress and I wrote this as I was preparing like it's not a it's not a like like for three months you feel like you're making zero progress mm-hmm. and then one day you wake up and you're like holy shit it's really like that for three months you feel you're going nowhere and there's this one morning you wake up and you're like whoa how far I've come that's why like I'm big on progress pictures clients are always scared They're like okay okay but like I'll take it myself or um, you're not going to post this. And like, I never post without asking, but I love taking those pictures because sometimes, sometimes it's like, I have clients, it's like a, a six pounds difference on the scale, but then you look at the pictures next to each other and like, what the fuck, where ha- what happened there? You know? So I think three months is a keyword. So, so wherever you are in your journey, if you're like in the first 45 days and you feel like you're wasting your time, cause 45 days sounds like a lot, but it's really just a month and a half. And then you, you, you're wondering if you should keep pushing. Yeah, go push another up to, up to 90 days and, and see what happened. Because that's where the magic happens. Mm-hmm. And it's like that every three months. Every three months, like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Every time. I always notice. Yeah. And, and I notice, too, for, for individuals, it's, it's hard to see the results yourself. Yeah. Fine. That's why progress pictures are very important. Yeah. It's like even looking back, I, was, I actually never taking a progress picture with my results mm-hmm. like when we had the check-in yeah. yesterday and you showed me the difference and oh, I was like I was shocked yeah because yeah. I, I, I see myself every day and I'm just like yeah I, I feel better I know I'm getting better but those differences you don't really see them mm-hmm. until you take a picture put them side by side and watch. like damn and, yeah. and 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 one thing is that like like bringing them back to you is like between those two pictures a couple pound difference because yeah. like I mentioned, you were not in a deficit. So we're not even trying to change your body weight, right? It's purely body composition changes and it's very significant, you know? That's why like I also mentioned this point. That's why we love training. That's why we love training. That's why we love lifting weights because how fast does it take to see progress in the gym? How fast? Yeah, how long does it take? In the gym? It, it takes a while. No, but I mean, like, like you lift 10 pounds today. How much are you going to lift next week? A little bit more. Than that. A little bit more than that. Exactly. So you'll be lifting 12 pounds. Yeah. Well, 12 pounds is progress. And the week after, maybe 15. Yeah. And the week after, maybe 15 again. But now you're doing 10 reps instead yeah. of 8. Right? So, yeah, right? So you're constantly making progress in the gym. And that's why we love training. And that's why we like tracking training. Mm-hmm. Because... Because, yeah, okay, maybe the scale is not fucking, like, giving you anything that you want. No gratification. It's just bullying you into telling you you're fat. And then you go to the gym and you're like, well, fuck, I'm strong. Or I'm stronger. I'm better. My technique is flawless. I'm, I'm, I'm just, like, pushing more weight, pushing more volume. Like, my stamina is better. And all these things are, like, what we should cling on, honestly. Because yeah. that's what we're trying to be better. And the greatest feedback that you can get that you're improving is your performance in the gym so it's another reason why it's important and yeah that's true and a lot of people think we're so obsessed like uh, writing down our numbers but I think that's that's one of uh, that's a good way 
to be able to stick in the gym for a good amount of time or for long term because every time you go to the gym you have a goal mm-hmm. you know it's, it's good to to go to the gym you know what you're doing you have all your workouts written down you have all your numbers written down and you know that oh i gotta beat this number i gotta add two more reps than this versus just going to the gym and you know you're driving to the gym and you're like oh i think today i'm gonna do chest yeah. you know like you have no plan and, and i think it's hard to keep on going that way because like you have no plan you're just like oh what's the purpose of you going to the gym what's the purpose? that's why we're so obsessed on like writing down our numbers and it just makes us super excited you know like tomorrow i'm going to the gym and like, i'm gonna crush it you know like that's it and honestly like i know some clients are into it big time and i mean their progress shows and clients were not really getting into it and honestly like they're going to be the ones who tend to skip their sessions or mm-hmm. not really take it seriously or n- not get super involved in and, and everybody makes progress at the beginning but there's a breaking moment where you need to be more thorough to make progress and i'll finish with that like obviously like we're exposed to so much information on social media and like i follow other great coaches that i look up to mentors even and there's this back and forth constantly about should you track with gen pop clients? Is it really important? And honestly, like I tend to look up to a lot of coaches and like try to see like their opinion, but this is one opinion that I will never agree with. It's that like tracking is not that important for a general population. I think it's fucking important for anyone. And one of the reason that one, one post I had seen mentioned is like, if you come back to your next session and don't perform like you did, it might, it might make you, make you make you less motivated or like, mm. you know, it might just crush you yeah. and then, you know, you'll have this like, unrealistic expectations out of yourself, and and it, clearly these people don't know about the PSI, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because the PSI is the system that I created and it does exactly cater to that, you know, it will force you to get better but always at a moderate pace. Mm. And it will, it will clearly like, th- there's rules in the PSI. If you match volume, there's things you can do to bypass that. Like there's always a way. So, so even if you're a gen pop client and first of all, why giving so fucking much import- in importance to like not performing all the time? Like we know that you shouldn't perform all the time. So why would you let that affect you? So anyway, that's a rant, but yeah. all this to say that tracking is good. I love tracking. You love tracking. We all do. And I think uh, that would be a good subject for our next podcast. Maybe a PSI for those who are a bit more advanced. Yeah. And you know, who would want to know how that works? Because it's really a game changer. It's a game changer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and uh, I don't know where you're going to be posting this. We could also probably take a few questions from you guys. Yeah. Maybe if you post it in PSDF, you guys could comment a few questions. We'll grab a few yeah. that we can answer for our next podcast. And, you know, that's a good start for those who just want to start your journey. And, you know, just stick to it. Like, don't quit. Yeah, the, the first part, the beginning is the hardest. But after a few weeks, you start getting used to it. And it's just going to be part of your lifestyle. And then that's it. One sentence I like is, it's a slow process, but quitting doesn't make it go faster. Hmm. Simple as that. Yeah. You know, so one day at a time. All right. Thanks, Bob. Awesome. That's good. Hey, that was good. <laughs>